0: Welcome back friends, LostGarf here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Here we talk about everything Kirby, from the games to the anime to the manga and more, Kirby's Dreamcast. This podcast can be found everywhere, podcasts are hosted, and on YouTube. The advantage to the YouTube side is that I put footage of what I'm talking about on screen. The YouTube side is especially worth looking at when we do the gaming episodes, like Kirby in the Forgotten Land Review, and this episode since I'll be showing lots of interesting images from the year. Today's episode is going to go over how awesome 2022 was for Kirby, I think it was Kirby's best year ever, and I want to go into detail on what happened. You might learn something interesting about Kirby stuff today. If you're a long time listener watcher, apologies for the slow updates, we do have day jobs and I've had a lot of work to do. I'm trying to get a promotion in real life, and it's just been a lot of work to get it. Same goes for Jinx, she's been busy with a lot of work as well. But I do want to try to get one episode out a month this year, I also want to eventually expand into the light novels and manga eventually as well. I'll do polls in the future to see what people want to hear first. But if you didn't notice, we did finish off the Kirby Superstar episodes with part 5, and uh, there'll be one more, a part 6 just me ranking all of the Kirby Superstar OST. So before we talk about 2022, let's talk about 2021 and Star Allies as they set up for the best year ever. First up, Star Allies, especially the final battle against Void Termina. This was HAL's first attempt at 3D on the Switch, and it went so well they were confident they could do a full fledged game in 3D, which would of course become Kirby and the Forgotten Land. So what was so important about 2021? Well, we didn't know 2021 would be a year without Kirby until September, but it would eventually be the first year without Kirby since 2013. But that's fine because Kirby's Forgotten Land was awesome after all. So on the 8th of January 2021, the 8-Bit Big Band released their version of Boarding the Halberd, and Havoc aboard the Halberd called Meta Knight's Revenge on YouTube. It featured Button Masher, a chip to an artist. The band has done a bunch of arrangements in the past, but this time they picked two of the best Kirby Slash Midnight songs of all time. It's really good and you can listen to the original and live versions on YouTube, links in the description. They thought their version was really special and applied for the Grammy nomination for consideration under Best Arrangement, Instrumental, or Acapella. Also in June 2021, the first ever English translated Kirby Manga was released. It was basically a Greatest Hits collection called Kirby Manga Mania Volume 1 by Hiro Hikawa. The chapters were pulled from his 25 volume series called Kirby the Stars, the story of DDD who lives in Poo, Poo Poo It ran from May 1994 to November 2006. The manga collection is hilarious, and someday we'll cover Manga Mania and the originals on this podcast. The collection is pretty funny, and Kirby is wild and zany. It's not my favorite manga, Kirby, but it is a lot of fun. Two more Manga Manias came out in September and December of 2021 for Kirby fans to enjoy, and they were mighty hilarious. If you want to buy the manga yourself, you can find them on Amazon right now. September also had the biggest announcement for Kirby fans in 2021, the surprise trailer for Kirby and the Forgotten Land during a Nintendo Direct. I went over the trailers in great detail in a past podcast, but the main thing I want to say again is just how exciting it felt. Seeing Kirby wake up on the beach was overwhelming, and then seeing the Forgotten Land and it being in 3D, captured Waddle D's, a big gorilla, seeing Elfland for a split second, and so much more. Remember that little Kirby wave? Everything was that wave right there on the star. Oh my god, it was so good. The song that they made for this trailer was just perfect. There's just this light sense of wonder in it. Remember the mountain of theories people made about the cage waddle D's, by the way? Remember the people who thought the darker one was Bandana D? And that's all we got until 2022, by the way. So we only got a little bit of stuff, but it was enough to get us really tied over. Oh, one more thing. I forgot. We got the Peggy rating for the game. Peggy 7 means for seven year olds and up because the game was going to be scary. We all knew some nightmares coming in the end game. We just didn't know what it would be yet. But oh my god, we knew something was coming. So January 2022 rolls around, and we got the 30th anniversary announcement and images. Pink Puffy Power. 30 Kirbys all on one screen, honoring different times and moments in Kirby's 30 years. There was a big crowd shot, and the one with them all individually. There was even a website with it in Japan. Of course, the one that got me was Anime Kirby. Love to see that acknowledgement. By the way, there is a 1,000 piece puzzle for this image in stores now, and there's a shirt too, and I can't find it on sale anywhere. I really want this shirt. Then on the 12th of January 2022, we got the Kirby in the Forgotten Land copy abilities and co-op trailer. Again, if you want to gush about the trailers, there's a podcast episode for that. But still, I gotta say how exciting this trailer was to see. Seeing the opening cutscene, hearing the new world song, the new powers in Bandana D, Waddle D Town, Minigames, Elflin, and of course, Meta Knight. So much, so good, and the game was almost here, because we got a date. 325, 2022. So much excitement. Also, remember when new fans were confused why everyone was apprehensive about Elflin? Remember how big a meme fishing Kirby was? I love how crazy people went for fishing Kirby. January started the year out very well. Then on February 9th, 2022, we got the third Kirby at the Front Land trailer, Mouthful Mode. Kirby walking in and turning into a car in the cutscene was hilarious. But I thought that was just a cute joke. But then he started driving, and the memes for Mouthful Mode Kirby were insane. The crazy people at HAL just keep coming up with wild and fun ideas for Kirby. Also, Evolved Copy Abilities is a great addition. Oh yeah, remember the people Mad King DDD got possessed again? <laughs> every time! Every time with this guy. Then in March, we got the 4th Mania, which was also hilarious. And then on the 14th of March, we got the hype announcement that Kirby would be getting a 30th anniversary Music Fest event, and that it would be done in jazz, and we got cute jazz outfits for everybody. It was great to learn that on the 11th of August 2022, it would be the day. Which felt like a birthday present for me, because my birthday's in August. And then came the preparations for the new Kirby game. Nintendo gave away a Kirby bag, which sold out before I could get one, dang it. Target made all their store balls into Kirby balls, which was cute, and you could get a Kirby shopping bag. And I got one of those, so I'm happy with that. And the commercials were rolling out. The world was ready and waiting for Kirby in the Forgotten Land, and then it came out. Link in the description for the first reactions and full review to Kirby in the Forgotten Land. March 25th, 2022 was a great day for Kirby fans! This game is wonderful, amazing, and a great entry point for new fans. By the way, Nintendo also released a four-part interview with developers if you want to learn a lot about the game and the journey to transition from 2D to 3D. I should do an episode on developer interviews in the future, but I need to learn Japanese so I can read the Japanese-only ones, too, because we didn't get everything. Also the exclusive ones, like the one they did for the Washington Post. Can you believe they did one for the Washington Post? That's crazy! Only three months into Kirby's best year ever, and it was going very strong. Oh, and one last thing, by the way, for March. I would the whole thing if you want to see how I felt about the game as it went out. Over on the uh, Lost Scarf uh, channel on YouTube. Then in April, a ton of news happened since, you know, Kirby was born in April. He came with the spring breeze, and this time that breeze was strong. Kirby in the Front land sold over 380,000 units in two days. The next best seller at that time was Pokemon Legends Arceus at 125,000 units, and the next after that was Square Enix's Triangle Strategy at 117,000. Kirby did very good. Way to go, little boy. Way to go. Then on the 3rd of April, we learned that Midnight won a Grammy. There's a reason I mentioned the 8 Big Big Band earlier, of course, because they won a Grammy. So Midnight won a Grammy. That's amazing. There was also lots and lots of merchandise for the 30th anniversary of Kirby, including tons and tons of plushies in the official 30th anniversary Kirby model D. Remember Pink Puffy Power from a minute ago? Yeah, most of those got plushies, and I got a bunch of them. Didn't get all of them, but I got a bunch of them. They also announced Kirby 64 plushies that would come out later in the year, and there was also the huge Kirby plush. I wish I bought it. It was $500, but also $500 to import it. So uh, $1,000? Too much! Too much! But it was so cute, I wish I had it! Also in April, Kirby got featured in five Boss Coffee commercials. You can find all the songs on YouTube, I might do a mini episode on them someday, or a big episode on Kirby commercials if we get enough to cover 10 minutes. The Kirby Boss Coffee commercials were very cute with five different interpretations of green greens. Rock, Jazz, Country, Techno, and Tropical, with Kirby dressed appropriately for each genre. It's so cute or cool, I could not tell you which is my favorite. I have bought a couple Boss Coffees specifically because of these commercials. Good job advertising. Good job. For Kirby's 30th birthday on the 27th of April, Masahiro Sakurai wrote a message for his son. The rough translation says, Today Kirby the Stars is 30 years old. Please continue to get along. At the time of development, when I asked the person in charge of sound about the number of frames of clear music, he said, I don't know. <laughs> I made it according to the sound while rewinding the clear music recorded on a cassette tape many times. So Sakurai made the victory dance and figured out the frames from just listening to the music. How interesting. He also had a video of the victory dance in his tweets, and it was cute to see. The official Kirby JP on Twitter wrote, Today is the 30th anniversary of Kirby of the Stars. I heard that Kirby and Elflyn will eat Kuruma Hobari cake in commemoration, so I came to the report. Kirby, please continue to eat a lot of things. We are supporting your future success. And it's a picture of Kirby about to enjoy a Kirby car cake with Elflin and Bandana D, and Waddle D news crew is there as well, and so is King Dedede and Meta Knight. It's the news crew that's doing the reporting, of course, for Kirby JP at the time. That is another thing I should do a podcast topic on is that sometimes Kirby JP is done by different characters, like Susie, or I think it was like Zan Partisan. So it's funny when they do stuff like that. And the last thing to mention for April was Anytime Kirby, or It's Kirby Time as we know it in the US. These are children's picture books that are sold in Japan and I own some of them, and they were translated and put on YouTube with full voice acting in multiple languages. The ones I could find were in English, Japanese, Spanish, French, and for some reason the UK has their own version too. The UK version actually sounds the more whimsical of the two English versions, I must admit, and <laughs> it's kind of funny that, th- that it's like that. The first book titled Kirby's Tiny World came out on the 8th of April 2022, and it's very cute as it goes over Kirby having fun in his world. The Japanese version is extra special because it's voiced by Makiko Omoto, the voice of Kirby and everything. And then to end the month, we got the second Anytime Kirby named Take Courage, which is the story of Kirby searching for a fruit that gives courage. I'll put the links to the Yoast versions in the description, I definitely want to do a detailed podcast on the Anytime Kirby books in the future. They either make me very happy, or they make me cry for various reasons. The ending to Take Courage makes me tear up so much. Kirby is a good boy. You gotta see the video. In May, we got a Kirby Tea commercial in Japan, and it's pretty cute. I don't understand it, but it has a big, cute ball of waddle-Ds, and that's everything. Also in May, Kirby 64 got announced for a Switch Online, and Adeline and Ruben plushies were announced alongside BioSpark, Rocky, Mr. Frosty, Pitch, Nago, and Choo Choo. I pre-ordered them immediately, because of course I did. Then we got an announcement for a 30th anniversary Kirby Nendoroid, which came out on the 31st and are slated to come out in early 2023, I can't wait for mine. And lastly in May, we got to see new footage of Kirby's cancelled GameCube game as well, and that was crazy to see. Holy crap. In June, all we learned was more about the cancelled game Kid Kirby, which was going to be made by a third party for the first time. It was Rockstar Games, by the way. Yes, GTA's Rockstar Games. All we knew for a long time was just one render of Kid Kirby, but now we have a render of Kid DDD and some manual pages they made. It's wild. In July, the 30th anniversary of Kirby merch started rolling out, and so were the Kirby 64 plushies. On the 22nd, we got the third Anytime Kirby, which was Kirby sleeping in bed and getting visited by friends. It's very cute, and Marx is in it. What's really awesome is that the Japanese version has Makiko Amoto doing the voices of Bandana D, Marx, Magalore, oh, yeah. Chef Kawasaki, and Meta Knight, and of course, Sleepy Kirby. The biggest moment of the month, though, has to be Kirby's Dream Buffet announcement. I immediately grabbed onto how cute this game was, and look at that smile in the trailer. It was the best. I love how many people gravitated to that smiling Kirby when he sees the giant Keiki. It's just so good. Lots of people were excited. Some were mad, though. They thought Dream Buffet was the name of a game collection, which is the perfect name for a game collection, by the way. Ultimately, we didn't get a collection, which is unfortunate. I think we should have got one, but Dream Buffet is fun. We didn't know when it was going to come out yet, though, at this point. In August, we got a lot of things. There was the announcement of Horoscope Kirby Line, which has plushies coming out this year, and they are so cute. Rocky, Boss and Mr. Frosty Plushies also released. Another manga, Mania, came out in August, also hilarious. We learned that 4 million copies of Kirby and the Forgotten Land were sold in the first 15 weeks, and the first Kirby and the Forgotten Land light novel also came out. Then the two biggest events in August, first the 30th anniversary concert on the 11th of August. We got lots of awesome jazzy concert music, and got to see the entire sound crew. My favorite part was when Makito Omoto and Neychelle were on stage singing Welcome to the New World together. I totally teared up a couple times. There were lots of interviews in the concert, and I want to do a podcast episode on it someday, but my Japanese isn't good enough to translate it all yet. One quick fact, Neychelle is the name of the in-game name of the one singing the song. The singer herself is currently unknown. It was cool seeing all the fan art of her, by the way. In the past, I mistakenly said that Neychelle was Minami Takayama, and that's the voice of Knuckle Joe, but what happened is I mixed her up with the info dump at the end with Lab Discoveria. In the Japanese version, that whole thing is done by Minami Takeyama. So yeah, we don't know who Nechelle is, and that's kind of an interesting mystery. And of course, I was very hyped about the announcement that Kirby Right Back at you, was getting a Blu-ray release, the entire box set, 100 episodes, and bonus footage. That's insane! I want that! I really do! Unfortunately right now, only Japanese residents can do the pre-order, so that sucks. But eventually, I'll try to uh, get in contact with someone to import it for me, maybe eBay, we'll see, but I do of course want to own it myself. And the other big event was on the 17th of August when Kirby's Dream Buffet came out. I had a lot of fun and have First Impressions podcast episode on it as well. Still working on doing a full review after I 100% the game, but it is taking a while since the last percentage is a bit of a grind. Not everyone enjoyed Dream Buffet, but those who did had a good 20-50 hours of fun. I've enjoyed about 25 hours so far, and I got a bit more to go like I already said. Gameplay on that will be found on Scarplay's YouTube channel. Just three to four things in September, the release of plushies for Pitch, Nago, and Choo-Choo, the second Kirby and the Forgotten Land light novel came out, third, the announcement that King Dedede would get a Nendoroid release in May 2023, already got my proto, by the way, and the Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe trailer. Lots of people were hype about that. For some people, this was their first Kirby game, and so they're extremely hype about it. Personally, I never got to finish the game because I was playing with my sister, and then she moved away to Arizona, and I never finished it alone. So now I'll finish it finally on the 24th of February when it comes out. So we'll do, of course, podcasts on that in the future. Then in October, all we got was news that Mouthful Mode Kirby plushies were up for pre-order and would release in December in Japan. I actually got mine last week from an importer. They're wonderful. In November, Kirby in the Front Land became Kirby's best-selling game of all time, finally surpassing the first one, Kirby's Dreamland. Everyone celebrated happily. Two things I want to say about this, though. One, everyone was happy about it. Everyone. There's this weird subset of fans who think Masahiro Sakurai doesn't like that Kirby's doing well without him, and that his game getting surpassed must make him mad. That's a really weird one, and I don't understand how that group thinks that. Y'all are weird to think that. Y'all are weird. Second, I want to say something that puts things in perspective, because Kirby still has a lot of room to grow. It took Kirby in the Frontland 8 months to sell 5 million copies. God of War Ragnarok did that in one week, but Pokemon Scarlet and Violet did that in 28 hours. So there's a lot of room for Kirby to grow in popularity, and I hope he does. Kirby is wonderful and brings light to people's lives, and I want it to grow even more. They also released the fourth Anytime Kirby, which is the story of Kirby and a sprout that grew on his head. It was, of course, very cute and sad and made me cry. Finally, in December, we had, as mentioned before, Kirby's anime's Blu-ray pre-orders happened and the release of the Mouthful Mode Kirby plushies. Also, Kirby's Dream Buffet got a background you could play for in Tetris 99 and also a light novel. I'm reading the light novels in order, and I can't wait to read the Forgotten Land and Dream Buffet light novels, especially since it means Fatball Meta Knight. I can't wait for that! We also got the 5th Anytime Kirby, which was Kirby getting a star for the town Christmas tree, and it's super cute. And I just realized that, yeah, Kirby is Christian Kirby, because Christmas tree. That's a... huh. They, uh... I guess Adeline's people brought religion to Popstar, huh? That's crazy. And lastly, of course, we need to mention the Video Game Awards. It's a popularity contest and a giant commercial for video games, but still you can't help but feel pride if your game wins. It's like the Oscars like that. Kirby should have gone up for Game of the Year and Soundtrack, but at least he got nomination for Family Game of the Year, I guess. Kirby won that, and that finishes off Kirby's best year over. Totally coulda won Game of the Year, I totally coulda, totally coulda. So in total, Kirby had one mainline game that also became Kirby's bestseller, a fun spin-off game, three light novels, a bunch of manga releases, I didn't even mention the Japanese-only mangas which came out on, on occasion, an awesome birthday concert, the announced release of all 100 episodes of the anime, 50-plus plushies that were hella cute, Kirby's 30th Anniversary Nendoroid, King Dedede's Nendoroid pre-order, and oh, I forgot to mention, Midnight and Bandana Dee's Nendoroids got reprints announced, a re-release of Kirby 64 and thousands upon thousands of Kirby fan art animations. Kirby also won two awards, a Grammy for Midnight's Revenge and a VGA for Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Kirby had his best year ever in his 30th anniversary, and the future is still looking bright. I can't wait to see what happens every year going forward, especially with the 35th and 40th anniversaries eventually. It should also be a bit of a celebration of his father as well. Masahiro Sakurai's first game was Kirby's Dream Land as well. Seeing his first game be suppressed after all this time must be an interesting feeling. He also now has a YouTube channel everyone should check out where he teaches everything he knows about game development. The things he's teaching you would normally only find in a class for hundreds to thousands of dollars, so it's definitely worth checking out. And I gotta make a podcast episode on that channel, it's great. Probably at the one year anniversary. Looking forward, Kirby in 2023 has some solid announcements like the Nendoroids, more manga, and the release of Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. It visually looks interesting, and it's cool that you can play four Kirbys, and they're adding even more powers and brought back tons of old minigames to play. They're bringing back the egg-eating game, and games from Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, and Kirby 64, and more. They're really making it a fun multiplayer experience, they're also adding masks so you can have the characters wear masks of other characters. A nice homage to the big cast of characters across Kirby's lifetime. So that's it for the podcast. There's a couple planned projects for this year, and I can't wait to work on them. We'll do a few more anime episode updates for YouTube, and hopefully do some more new anime episodes as well. But I will put up a poll to see what people want next. Also, of course, there will be at least two episodes this year on Return to Dreamland Deluxe, and one episode reviewing Kirby's Dream Buffet, finally. The future's looking bright for Kirby, and we're going to be along for the ride, so join us, won't you? If you have comments, share them on the YouTube version's comments, or at me on Twitter, at Kirby Dreamcast. Share us with all your Kirby fan friends, because I want us to just be the biggest thing ever, and we can all talk about Kirby, and wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't it be fun to just talk about Kirby with hundreds of people? I want to do that. So I had fun, I hope you had fun too, and thanks for coming by, and see you next time, everybody. And have a poyo day.